Are you ready for the divine feminine revolution? Let's get vulnerable and go deep. Hello, and welcome to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. I'm going to turn it over to you a bit and, you know, the usual brag intros. So, Elizabeth, give us what you got. I'm Elizabeth Clanton, founder of Mindful Moments Healing Services. I offer sound healing. I do group sound baths at four different locations monthly. And I also do yoga with sound at Alchemy of Maryville. And I also am a celestial blue star energy master and do that kind of energy work. And I'm also a birth doula. So I have a lot going on all the time. <laughs> yeah, I love all of those healing modalities. You know, obviously Kim's been on the podcast a ton and she activated us with blue star. And I feel like that's just so powerful. And then to add the sound healing and the doula and all those things going. It's such a beautiful service that you offer. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about your story. Like, how did you find yourself on the healer journey? Well, I basically went through a really traumatic childhood and I had to find my own healing. And I kind of, you know, I did the therapy for a million years growing up and it didn't really affect me as well until I started doing sound healing personally and once I had my first private session in sound healing it dramatically changed my life and that's a big part of why I do healing for other people now is because I saw how much it transformed my life. And I wanted to be able to hold space for other people to have that type of healing and transformation in their own lives. That's so awesome. And I love, you know, exploring different modalities for healing trauma, because I do think, as we can probably talk about, gets lodged in your energy field and in your body. So I think that that's a part of, you were talking to me earlier about, you know, the tone will change as things are being released. So can you tell us a little bit about how sound healing works? So basically, we are energetic beings. We're made of energy that vibrates at different frequencies. Sound waves also vibrate at different frequencies. So whenever the sound wave from like a singing bowl or a gong or a tuning fork is inside of your energy field, it is affecting your energy. At a cellular level, every single cell in your body has these little antennas. They're like two prongs on the outside of the membrane of every cell in your body. And so we take in sound waves through these antennas at every single cell. It's not just in your ears. So whenever the sound waves come into the cells, they influence them very greatly. It can actually change the shape of the cell because what it's doing is it's bringing it back into divine harmony for where it's supposed to be in its natural function. So, you know, things like stress and trauma and that negative hormone flow can actually warp you at a cellular level. So what we're doing with sound is retuning your body to be back in harmony. Oh, I love that explanation. Really beautiful and elegant. So tell us a little bit about, like you said, when you had your first sound healing, like things really shifted for you. What, what did you notice that shift to be? And like, what kind of things do you see shifting for your clients? So 
personally with me, I had my first private session actually at a music festival. (laughs) And so I went in this tent and two people played instruments over me. And before I went into that tent, I had struggled a lot with social anxiety, especially relating to men. I had complex PTSD due to sexual trauma as a child. And that really just affected my ability to interact with people. And I never really correlated the two until after that first session. Because looking back, you know, there were times where I would almost get like catatonic just being around people. And, you know, they weren't trying to do anything to me. They're just there. And so I had my first session and I left the sound healing tent and I'm walking around and this random guy walked past me on the trail and I immediately noticed my shoulders tense up and I started like kind of holding my breath. And it was like this little voice in my head was like, no one is trying to hurt you right now. No one is trying to have sex with you right now. And I was like, whoa, where did that come from? I had never connected the two. And after that moment, I was able to really start to monitor my thoughts and notice whenever the triggers were happening and kind of like breathe through it and consciously tell myself, okay, we're going to unclench the shoulders. We're going to take a deep breath. And eventually it kind of just stopped happening altogether. So now I'm around people all the time of both genders. (laughs) It does not affect me negatively. So it's really drastically altered my perception of daily life. Yeah. Yeah, That freeze response can be so um, powerful. And sometimes it's, we're so frozen that we don't even know exactly what's happening when we have a traumatic trigger like that. But I, I just love, you know, sort of highlighting that there's so many different ways to treat trauma, you know, and I personally have had the same, even though, you know, my background is as a therapist, EMDR therapy does work very well for it as well. And it's, I think, better than traditional talk therapy. But, you know, for me, Reiki, Blue Star, body work, you know, all the different types of healing has worked so much better. And in conjunction with, you know, I think some of us lean more towards the healer lifestyle. It's so it is kind of like the placebo, like if you believe in it, it will work. And there's a nocebo. So if you don't believe in it, it will limit like the effectiveness. So I do think that a lot of times us healers have that initiation of trauma to find our own modality, like the wounded healer thing, if we can heal ourselves, whichever way we, whatever pathway we kind of come across, then, you know, we can kind of share that with the world. So I love that for you. Yeah. So, you know, you've been in my Fearless Feminine program. You're a mom boss. So can you tell me a little bit about what it's been like to, you know, get the business rolling, especially with, you know, it sounds like you've overcome a lot of that social anxiety, but I noticed most healers kind of just struggle with self-promotion and like really putting their stuff out there, even if it's super valuable and powerful. So I basically got started on Facebook with promoting myself. I didn't do any kind of social media whatsoever until about two years ago. And so that was kind of like my baby steps. (laughs) And I've just been sharing through different groups on Facebook to get information out there and using flyers and stuff. And 
it just kind of has blossomed into this huge thing. And now I have expanded to be in lots of different places at once. And it just kind of, it's almost once you get the momentum going, it can't really stop. And it's just everywhere all at once. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Blue Star has also been a really powerful, you know, healing modality to be able to go get the answers and to just kind of have that energy working in the background as well. So that's really exciting. How do you balance like mom life with this budding business that you have? Well, most of my events are in the evening, so that helps. So I get to do stuff with the kids all day. And Mm -hmm. then in the evening, I have my events. So being able to do like half on, half off really helps a lot with balancing everything and still being able to have quality time with my children. And it's great to offer evening events because I think so many people, if they are working a traditional job or, you know, just sometimes it's hard to find, you know, sessions available in the evening. So I think that's a great little accessibility piece for sure. So part of your background is also of being a doula. And so I have talked a couple of times on the podcast about my natural birth. And it's to this day, I feel like one of the most powerful, empowering, powerful things I've done. And so just kind of curious, like, how did the work as a doula and that training sort of, you know, inform like what you're doing with the energy healing and sound healing? So I actually got started as a doula, I believe, in four years ago. So I was really inspired to do that because my first birth with my daughter, I kind of got stuck on the intervention train, as I call it. They decided that my water had been broken for too long and I needed to go to the hospital and get Pitocin. And it just was devastating for me. And I actually had a doula at that birth. (laughs) And um, it just kind of showed me that doulas exist and there is help available. And I, even with a doula, I felt like I needed, I could have been more informed. I feel like I could have had a stronger advocate and I felt like I really needed to provide that for other moms. So I dived in and got certified through Birth Arts International and just read a million books about birth (laughs) and started assisting women in their empowerment journey through birth just to be able to say, hey, look, just because they feel that they want you to have this intervention, it does not mean that it's actually necessary or that you have to say yes. And showing women that they have that power is so important because I feel like, especially in these modern times, they've just kind of taken the power away from women in birth. Is Nobody really talks about birth anymore. You know, it used to be in our human history that we would always you know, birth communally with our aunts and our grandmothers and our mothers and everyone. And it was constantly seen and it was constantly talked about and normalized. So everyone was comfortable with birth. And it wasn't this scary thing that people think about it now. Now everyone's like, oh, well, so-and-so had this horrible birth story and now I'm terrified. And we really need to just change the narratives of what's going on with birth because we are goddesses bringing forth life into human form. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. just 
very important that we know that it's not something scary. So, yeah, you were like brought to a tear to my eye when you were talking about just being with all the mothers and the aunties and, you know, you're like, you know, your ancestors and being held in that space. Like I, I think that that's really like a lost art. When I was preparing for mine, I did hypnobirthing. And so that's really, really great, like feminist informed. And they do a lot to like recreate the narrative of your body is meant to do this. This is a natural process. It knows what to do. Like you just kind of get out of the way. And so that was like super powerful for me. I ended up going to some midwives who were affiliated with a hospital and had a water birth like in a hospital. And the water birth part was amazing. But then at the end, my labor started to stall out. They put me like on the bed. And I had that classic moment of like where people are around me going, push, push, and like screaming at me. And I just kind of like shut down. And then they were like, um, you know, if you don't pop this baby out, like we're going to take you to C-section. And then I just went, oh, and Luna came out, you know, Luna. And so I think, while I had a super empowering birth in certain ways, like that last few minutes, like when it was go time, was sort of like fear and intimidation. My healing mentor was my doula. And that was super helpful because, you know, when she got there, I was like, my husband was like napping. It was the middle of the night, to be fair, but he was like napping on my breast pillow, you know, like the breast feeding pillow. Meanwhile, I'm like laboring in the tub and stuff. And I was like, Kim, talk to him and get him involved, you know? So I think that there uh, is such an important piece of like emotional support, of advocation, like you said, because, you know, there's this moments where even providers get afraid, you know, and sometimes can jump the gun or, or sort of like create a crisis where, you know, if they just give it a little bit of time and let the natural processes work, <laughs> it can be like, much smoother. But I know for me, that was like to this day, one of the most empowering experiences. And then shortly after, um, you know, my daughter had a hospital stay, which was like super disempowering and I really felt trapped and, you know, kind of one of the worst moments. And so I think it's just kind of crazy how life is like that. You can have one of the most like when I came out of that birth, I was like, I'm never going to get sick again. I'm superhuman. I can do anything, you know, followed by a week later feeling, oh, my God, scrape me off the floor, like <laughs> crying and, you know, sort of trapped in a hospital for a few weeks. So, you know, I think just I feel, you know, birth doula, energy healing, like it, that is the divine feminine arts, you know, and bringing that's like totally supporting the matriarchy to just show women there's another way. And even what you're creating in your business like the ability to be at home with your kids and then to be able to also serve the world with your powerful healing and to have it be both, you know, is so amazing. So anything you wanted to share? Well, I am having a sound bath tonight at Mystical Beginnings Shop at 6.30 p.m. I have sound bath there on the first and third Wednesday of every month. This up and coming Sunday will be my first time starting at a new location on the last Sunday of every month called the Oasis Institute that's in Bearden. I also have monthly events at Alchemy Hot Yoga, which is where my office is in Maryville. And that's where I do private sessions with the sound. And I am also at Evolve Nutrition and Yoga once a month for a sound bath. But I'm also offering mala making workshops and I'm actually fixing to launch a new event on healthy coping mechanisms and it's going to be called Raising Your Resilience. 
So that'll be a new adventure to join in on. So have you just kind of been following your calling as to what's worked for you? What, you know, you feel like called to do or how do you kind of come up? How do you give birth to your new offerings? <laughs> well, it's it's almost like my higher self just whispers in my ear and then it won't shut up until I share it. And it just keeps getting louder. And it's, hey, hey, like people need this and you, you need to go do this. And so it just kind of happens. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I love that. It was such a great confirmation, right? And good for you for, I know maybe sometimes it feels like the voice won't let you get away with not doing it, but <laughs> good for you for following through, you know, versus, you know, dismissing it. So awesome. Well, so tell us a little bit about like when you have a client session and you're doing this out and healing what, what do people sort of say? You mentioned sort of your own experience, but what do your clients say they notice differently as you're like moving that trauma through their body? I've had people say that they feel very relaxed, calmer and more relaxed than they've felt in a very long time at the end of a session. I've also had people tell me that as I'm clearing certain energy within the field, thoughts of old trauma or stress will just pop up in their head and they're like you know it was crazy because I was like laying on this table and it was like all these things kept popping in my head and I didn't really know like I wasn't thinking about it at the time and it just came in out of nowhere and then it's almost like it was just kind of washed away before I could even think about it Ooh. and that was a recent client <laughs> that sounds pretty good yeah so um, tell us a little bit more about like your own kind of healing journey. Like what, what was the Blue Star activation like for you? Because, you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know, Kim Barrow is in our Fearless Feminine and she's been activating a lot of us local Knoxville people for um, and Fearless Feminine folk in the Blue Star. So just kind of wondering how you incorporate that in. So I found it incredibly fascinating that each of the power words and symbols within the blue store actually correlate with a music note. Oh, so. I love that together. That feels super powerful. Yeah. So being able to put the two together where I'll have, it's almost like, like the huge behind the sales when you put the blue store with the corresponding like singing bowl note and then it just kind of ramps it up in this way where it's a huge momentum really and it's like if you had um a calm creek and then whenever the rainstorm happens and then it turns into a raging river Ooh. that's really how i would describe it when you combine the two and i'm oh. just moving the energy within the person yeah, really good. Anything you would say to people who like maybe are nervous to try energy healing? Like I know when I refer a lot of my therapy clients, you know, I sort of like give them the rundown of what to expect from like a Reiki or energy or blue star or whatever kind of modality healing session. But you know, a lot of people are nervous to go lay on a massage table or just to try something they've never really experienced before. So just kind of curious if you have any input about that, if someone's like feeling called to it. But you know, nervous for whatever reason. What would you say to that? Well, it's very important to let go and surrender into the love of the universe. Mm. Because 
like when you encounter this resistance, it's fear-based. It's fear of exploring the positive future that you are holding yourself from. And a lot of people don't view it that way. They're just like, I don't know if I want to feel the feelings. Like I've spent so much time like bottling them up and I just, that sounds unpleasant. You'll probably cry, but it's a good releasing, cleansing kind of a cry. So as soon as you're able to like release and heal and feel, it's really life transforming. Yeah, I I often encourage people. I'm like, listen, you know, we can clear out with EMDR, which is a type of energy psychology. So it's considered energy work in itself, even though it's mainstream psychology. But that's why it works so good is because it does have that energy piece to it. But I'm like, listen, we can do like the hard work of reliving the events or to a healer and just have this like beautiful, like nurturing energy, just like kind of sweep over you, release it. And sometimes you don't even have to like experience it to clear it. Right. And so like, I don't know, I'm all as, as we know with fearless feminine, I'm for the easy feel good method as much as possible. And that's what I really loved about the healing work for me is just, it, it's so nurturing and it feels so good and it's easy compared to, you know, going to a room with a stranger and telling them about your worst moments. Right. So (laughs) I really feel like part of my mission is to really bridge in between the the energy world and the sort of more traditional psychology world. I love seeing how, you know, cancer centers and a lot of some medical places are really starting to incorporate Reiki as part of their like integrative care, acupuncture, any of those kind of modalities. And so I can't wait till we have the sound healers and the blue star and and that kind of thing where that's, you know, as known as some of these other techniques. So that'll be like a really great day. So kind of curious, you know, I'm loving, we're still stuck on that surrender, surrender to the love of the universe. That that pretty much says it all like that. We definitely need to make that a quote for today's show. It's so powerful. But I'm kind of wondering, what's your perspective on, we're in such a huge paradigm shift. And I really believe you know, what I call a divine feminine revolution is basically just like the matriarchy taking over and and not, you know, working together with, with the divine masculine energy, but just, you know, patriarchy's had it for so long. Like we need to bring the matriarchy up so that they're more equal. So kind of just curious, what's your vision for, you know, best case scenario, like for the world and you know, for mom entrepreneurs like yourself and like for the kind of world that you want your kids to grow up in? Well, a big part of why I do healing work is I feel like if we are able to clear away a lot of the energetic debris within our field from trauma and stress, then we can all shine brighter as lights of the universe. And whenever we shine brighter, our perception is clearer and we're less distracted with old pain and stuff. So that way you can function better in the world. You have more to offer to the world. And whenever we have this nurturing energy that comes with being healed, it really just benefits every single person that you interact with. And being able to help women realize their own power is really the most profound thing. Being able to say, hey, you're a goddess and you're bringing forth life into the world. And there's nothing weak about you. There's nothing broken about your body. 
really that kind of life transformation just drastically changes the trajectory and path sometimes even of women. And whenever they can be empowered and we can empower as many women as possible through every single birth, then it just drastically changes life for everyone that they come into contact with, really. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times, like in the EMDR, to their credit, they really said that a lot of times the original trauma is the birth trauma. And especially if we're doing it like the Western way with like forceps or with drugs or with surgery, you know, that can have its own consequences. When I would assist with Maury Healer work, they are like fertility and birth experts. And so a lot of times what they would do with people is if they had had a C-section, like if they were, you know, born by a C-section, they said that there is like a evolutionary thing that happens when the head makes its way through the bones that helps ground them into this reality. And so a lot of times they notice that people who um, are born by C-section don't feel grounded, maybe have some ADHD-like symptoms. And so they would just like kind of recreate that pressure to sort of like synthesize that thing. And I think I thought that was just like such a powerful thing. And the people who were coming for that healing, like they really resonated with not feeling connected in the first place. And then by going through that kind of like rebirthing of themselves, you know, it was such a powerful thing. So, you know, I think there's so many ways to rebirth. You can rebirth in like a sound healing, you know, you can give birth to a business, you can give birth to a child. And I think like you're saying, you know, it's so powerful to be a goddess because we carry that like creator energy within ourselves of being able to hold life and to, to bring it into this world. So I love that so much. Yeah. So anything else you just kind of want to share as part of your mission or things that, you know, you think are important that you'd like the audience to know? Well, every Sunday I am doing chanting with Casey of Alchemy of Miracle. Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., we get together and we do a little light gong bath and then we chant mantras together for an hour. And it's so blissful and really would like to welcome everyone to join us there. It's a donation-based event and that's a really great way to start the day on Sundays. Yeah, it's so great to see the little community of alchemy, you know, blossoming. And there are so many great, you know, some of the fearless feminine healers are there. And, you know, Blue Star, activators, yoga, all kinds of different things. So I think that that, that feels really good that there's such a community vibe there. I think that's really an exciting addition. So if anyone's watching locally, Arable is a beautiful little, you know, at the at the foot of the Smoky Mountains, you know, a lovely little like healer community is coming forward. And I've definitely watched in the past 15 years as Knoxville's really blossomed with lots and lots of different types of healers and, and a really like vibrant healing community. And so I'm excited to see that come out a little bit towards towards Maribel and towards the mountains a bit more. That's where my private practice is. So yeah, I feel like there's such beautiful healing energy in the mountains and the rivers that are right there anyway. So to me, it totally makes sense that there are so many healers, you know, popping up around here. So love to see what y'all are doing there. Mm -hmm. So like, where do you, can you kind of like a future brag for us a little bit, which if, you know, if y'all don't know what that means, it's just kind of the idea of calling in 
kind of like your best case scenario or kind of biggest mission. So, you know, you've really been on fire, you know, like creating all these different locations and doing all these different sessions and, and group sound baths. So like, what's your vision of where this is going for you? I would really like to be able to hold space for more people on their healing journey. I would really like for more people to make the investment in hiring a doula for their birth so that they can really have an advocate so that we can empower more women and also have more people come in for private sessions of sound healing so that they can really do that deep inner healing work to help them just process everything that's lingering in their energetic field. Because if we can have more women having empowered births and more people that are, you know, shining brighter with their light by removing all of the past pain, then it will drastically change the world. I really feel that way. Yeah, and less birth trauma for for mamas and babies means like less trauma in the world. And, you know, I really also think that after doula piece, I don't know what the term for that is. After birth doula, is that a, is that a thing? Um, postpartum doula. I do offer postpartum doula services. I feel like that's especially beneficial for people that struggle with like postpartum depression. Yeah. Being able to have like sessions during mm-hmm. postpartum help clear away birth trauma. Yeah. And even if women haven't had an experience of depression before, like it's super common for it to happen after postpartum because the lack of sleep, like so much changing, like so much of your energy is going to keep this little baby alive. I know I experienced postpartum after the second hospital stay with my daughter and it was so hard because, um, I'd had, you know, just like the most empowering birth and like an amazing 10 days. And then I just kind of felt like a universal smackdown having been having to stay in the hospital with her and just worried if she was going to be okay. And so that kind of sort of like was almost like a PTSD (laughs) postpartum combo. And then having her like not sleep for five years, like I just really feel like as amazing as she was and as much as I've loved being a mom and a mom boss, It was like a really rough start and it was definitely dicey there for the first year or two just because of the impact of that trauma. And, you know, it takes a while for the body to heal. You know, if you're breastfeeding, there's that maternal deprivation that can last for years. And that's just with one kid. You know, it compounds if you have more than one. And so I think having that assistance to you know, be able to shower, to be able to like, you know, hand off the baby. There's a really great movie called Tully. Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. Wow. What a good movie. I will. There's kind of a twist at the end, so I definitely won't spoil that, but that's definitely worth a watch. It's Charlize Theron, and it's just about her journey after she has a baby. And so real to the real world versions, you know, and, you know, hats off to the single moms out there as well, because I think it's even so much more intense if you don't have a partner to pass the baby off to. And so, I think having someone to come do the laundry or feed you or, you know, hold the baby while you take a shower. Like, I think that that is such a powerful investment. I heard you say that, like, you're looking for more people to invest. And I think, you know, I'm launching my mastermind called Divine right now. And it's a beautiful sort of hybrid of the sisterhood and one-on-one. And I'm just really recognizing, like, how scary it is for people to invest. And I feel a lot of people want to invest, but they're just not there yet financially, but can you kind of talk a little bit about 
you know, it sounds like you got the call to become a sound healer, but what was it like for you to invest as a doula and to invest as, you know, to get your healing certifications? Well, there was definitely a risk there. It was like, okay, this is expensive. This is time consuming. Um, Should I really try this? And the answer is yes. (laughs) So I felt that I definitely had to do something because you know, so many people are suffering and if nobody makes the investment, then they can't help other people. And if you don't make the investment in your own healing, then you're not ever going to change. And that's just really important. It's important to grow. So I love that permission to grow, permission to invest. And it is scary. And I think some people go, oh, like I didn't get a certain result within a certain time period. And a lot of times that just means that like we have more healing to do. And so I think it's a certain level of persistence that it's not necessarily like struggle or hard work, although sometimes there's a little bit of that. But I think the persistence is just like knowing that this is what you're meant to do. And then I know for me, I'm like, all right, spirit, hook it up. You know, we ha- I had Kim on here a couple of weeks ago and she was talking about how she got a client via a dream. They they were told that they need to do Blue Star and then they found her through the internet. And I was like, wow, you literally have dream clients. And I was like so impressed with that anecdote. And then it actually happened to me. So what I had been talking with about the mastermind was like, you came to me in a dream last night. And I was like, go me. I'm like closing sales, you know, at night, like in the astral. <laughs> so I think it's so powerful. And so, you know, if if you're watching this, if you're listening to this episode, you know, and you're feeling the call to do energy healing, sound healing, to invest in yourself, to to kind of like take your healing or your business to the next level, please take this as your sign today to go for it. And it is scary, but it gets so much easier. And, you know, I think just trusting yourself that you will follow through with it, you know, and if that's your divine big soul mission, you know, that like, It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be instant success. It's just about going for this thing that you're feeling really called to do. And I do feel like 2021 was sort of this crossover into, I think, more like matriarchy and into the age of Aquarius and into, you know, some of these powerful kind of divine feminine energies. And I'm feeling like 2022 is, I feel like it's it's kind of like a, in my mind, like a birthing year. Like I feel like a lot of us are giving birth to these businesses, creating the infrastructure and then creating kind of the lifestyle that we want. We're getting like a taste of it. And as we build that foundation, you know, it's coming forward into a whole new path in life for us. So I, I'm really excited. I think we crossed like an important threshold and, you know, I think just, you know, be protective of your energy, right? Like there's there's always problems. There's always fear around. And it's just like whether you choose to engage with that or not. So just kind of curious, you know, as we're wrapping up here, do you have a wish for the world? Can you kind of envision like matriarchy run world and what that might look like? That would be magical. So whenever people talk about like patriarchy and matriarchy, a lot of people think, oh, well, that means that it's one gender on top of the other. But what a lot of people don't realize is in traditional matriarchy culture, it's very much so egalitarian. You know, we're all equal human beings here on earth. We're citizens of the world. We're one human family. And whenever we're able to have empowered women, it really just helps everyone be empowered because we're better nurturers. We're stronger. 
in everything that we do. And, you know, the children that come from strong women in this like love-based rather than fear-based type of a system, you know, they go out into the world with significantly less trauma. And it's just like having these bright lights, being able to shine on the world in all of the millions of different ways that people can, you know, be all the different career paths that these children of the future can have where they can shine their light on all the different ways and all the different people that they interact with. Yeah, I can like bring guys are like getting into their tier here. I, I just I feel the power of that vision. And I love that you highlight the egalitarian piece. And I think for me, there's also that dialectic of there's such in- inclusivity, but there's also like full expression, you know, like accepting of differences and like letting people be who they are, you know, and having that freedom piece where, you know, we really get to do, be, and have all the things that we want. And that diversity is appreciated, but that's also like inclusive. Like we accept you as you are kind of thing. And I feel like that is a big part of the egalitarian piece. And, and I love that. And I really do think that particularly if we raise our little ones like that and, you know, bring them to the energy healings and teach them the breath work and the mindfulness and all that sort of stuff, like, I think it's the Dalai Lama that says if we teach all our kids meditation, that like war would be eradicated within a generation, you know. And I feel I remember my mom dragging me to metaphysical, not really dragging because I love to go. That was my favorite little fairy place. But, you know, like taking me to metaphysical stores and putting little like hypnosis tapes on at night and stuff like that. And, you know, that was the seeds that she was planting, um, you know, to turn me into the healer that I am today. And so, you know, I. I feel like as amazing as the work that we're doing today is, it's really exciting to see like what what our kids will do with what they're being exposed to at such a little level. So kind of curious, do your do your kids just love the sound healing? Do they gravitate towards it? You know, my my daughter is really into everything that I do. She's always wanting to play with my cushy chimes and the singing bowls. And my son has a particular connection with gongs. It's kind of adorable because he's two. So my smallest gong is about as tall as him. <laughs> he'll go up to it. And I have this video that I absolutely love where he's just playing with the gong. And then he kind of like just takes a moment and stands in front of it very calmly. And then like grunts this sigh of relief. And then just kind of spins off from it like he's sound drunk. And it's just really adorable how you can see that they're really feeling the effects of the sound waves. And being able to share that with them at such a young age, you know, they're able to clear any kind of like little baby stresses that they have instead of it, you know, building up and lingering like it did for me and a lot of other people. And I think there is a piece of sound has kind of been used against us. Like they have, you know, calibrated the frequency of music to a a non-natural note. I forget what the hertz is there. And then a lot of machines emit sounds that are like not really helpful. You know, like they don't, they're not like pleasing. And these things were like done on purpose, which feels like very devious to me. But at the same time, I think we're surrounded by like rays, the EMFs, like there, there's all these things kind of in our field, like coming at us. And so I think all the more reason to 
you know, have the sound healings and the energy healings to just shake those things loose out of our field, not to mention just all the stuff we get like from the humans (laughs) being in the world and stuff. And so, yeah, I feel like sound is such a primal, you know, potent force. So I love that 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 modality found you and I'm definitely gonna have to come check out one of your sound class because Blue Star has been so amazing for me so I can imagine the combo of those together are is so incredible are they probably not like young kid friendly but like more mature kids are they able to come to the group sessions yeah so I like to have I don't want to say like an age cutoff necessarily but a, a maturity cutoff you can um, yeah, yeah. they gotta be able to it's really important that everyone is able to relax in a quiet environment and be able to sink as deep as they can into their subconscious. So if a child is present and they start to talk a lot, it would just, you know, be respectful to maybe have them leave the room. So that's really the main concern. But if, you know, there's like a somewhat older kid, even like a seven-year-old that's able to just lay there and really feel and vibe, with it and they're definitely welcome well you kind of have sprinkled it a little bit through but tell us exactly like how to contact you and if there's anything in particular that you're launching now that you really want to emphasize give us all the details and then of course they'll be like in the links in the show notes and stuff as well but give us the highlights well, I have a website. It's wthemindfulmoments.org. On my website, there's a lot of my doula information. I do not post my events on there. My most detailed information would be on my Facebook page, Mindful Moments Healing Services, where I have a schedule of all of my events at all of my locations. I also have an Instagram, which is mindful.doula.222. And I try to keep that one as updated as my Facebook page. So yeah. those are all ways to get a hold of me. <laughs> it's so nice to see your business take off, you know, after doing Fearless Feminine. And it's so powerful to see how you're integrating like a couple different modalities. And I think that is the wave of the future with energy healing is like layering all these little really powerful methodologies. And, and I've found, you know, over the years, like I had Reiki 15 years ago and it's just become like a part of who I am at this point because it's been in my field for so long. And so I'm excited with some of the more like newer techniques that I've been learning, you know, to, to just have them all meld together. And that's really beautiful thing. So yeah, I also just want to wrap up the show and invite anyone. I'm about 50% full of my mastermind. So I'm looking for two more incredible goddesses that want to do this powerful healing work, like the blue star that we talked about, along with bilateral stimulation, which is kind of my take on EMDR. And we're really going to be installing positive mindsets, clearing away any trauma debris, and also having an every other week group meeting with the other goddesses of divine. And this is the only kind of mindset hybrid mastermind that really focuses on our magic, of course, marketing, and it's kind of our our mindset and our medicine. And so I'm really, really excited to give birth to this one. This is my first time launching it. And I've had the idea for a long time, but I finally got the go ahead energetically to go forward with it. And I'm really excited because I think it, it blends all of my like therapy, energy work, coaching kind of all together. And I really do think it is the mindset piece that can really help accelerate 
results for people and just like really help dream this matriarchy and dream their personal vision for their business and their life into being. So please feel free to DM me. I'm doing free mindset disrupt sales calls. If you're at all interested, you know, please feel free to get on and it'd be my pleasure to let's dislodge a negative belief for you so that we can, you know, get you going with your business and healing the world. So right now, everybody who is in is a Reiki healer. So that is definitely my specialty in Fearless Feminine. We've really, you know, given birth to, you know, several, I think we're maybe at 25 healing businesses at this point. And so it's just so exciting to be able to I wish I had had that when I was starting my business, you know, 10 years ago. And they're just, I luckily went to like therapists who mentored me in private practice. But um, boy, I wish I know there was a business coach for me back then because it is such a powerful investment. And there's a lot to growing a business besides just learning like whatever your modality is. So just want to invite everyone into the mastermind and feel free to send me a DM or book a mindset disrupt call. And thank you all so much for watching. So appreciate your time and your attention. And we will see you next time on the show. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being a part of the podcast. And go check out her sound healings. And I'm assuming you can do them distance. Yes. I have not explored that yet, but maybe soon to come in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that feels like it could be really powerful for you. So you're not limited to just, you know, the locals, right? Because I could definitely see the power of that work, you know, going around the globe. So, all right. Thanks everybody for watching and we will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Divine Feminine Revolution podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Want to keep the conversation flowing? Find us on Facebook at the Divine Feminine Revolution Facebook group where revolutionary women gather to listen to their hearts, monetize their gifts, and change the world.